Hey, 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 y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Shine Sis Podcast. Yes, welcome back, listeners. And we are so excited for today's episode. We are so excited, y'all, because we have our first ever, ever our guest first. on the Shine Sis Podcast, Miss Terrain Wheels. Shout out, shout out. <laughs> yes, yes. We just want to thank you for coming on and supporting us. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Let's let's wait. You forgot to mention though. This is a a fellow classmate and friend. Shout out Ward, class of two thousand seven. Woo woo. Okay. Can, can I can I rep that? Even though I wasn't part of that, you know. Can I can I be part of that? Class? I mean, <laughs> um, you can. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I left a little early, but you know, you know how that go. But yes, we have Tremaine. <laughs> we have Tremaine Wills here with us, a financial planner and investment advisor. Um, she is the founder and owner of Mind Over Money. So let's go ahead and get into this. Tremaine, tell us about yourself. How did you find your purpose? Really quick, don't forget. Another, another, another great example of black excellence. Oh, so that that's a, that's why we are to have her on this show. This is important. Yes. All right. Let's get to this, y'all. <laughs> so tell us about yourself, Tremaine. Like, what led you here? How did you find your purpose? Uh, oh, so we just jumping in with the loaded questions. Cool, cool. Um, just, just jumping in. <laughs> well, first, I want to say thank you guys for having me. Um, I don't take it lightly being invited to your platform. I know that you care very much about your space and what you're trying to promote is uplifting. And so it is, you know, an honor for me to be here. It's an honor to have you. Oh Lord, now my weave trying to eat up my, <laughs> my weave trying to eat the uh, earbud. Um, but <laughs> I just uh, always like to, you know, extend my gratitude for the opportunity. So thank you so much for having me. Um, but what led me to this space was back in 2014, um, I was working for a, um, I'm not going to mention the company, but I was working for a retail bank that happened to also do investment services. And I was incredibly unfulfilled. Um, the, the straw that broke the camel's back there was an older white gentleman that came in, you know, with a suitcase, quarter million dollars in cash. And I had spoke to him on the phone, and, you know, I, I built up this relationship and I was trying to sh tell him, you know, you don't need to have that kind of cash sitting around, you know, bring it in, let us help you earn more money on it. And so he comes in and he's like, yeah, I'm looking for a little black girl. <gasps> and, you know, that really struck a chord with me because... It wasn't that he said it like, yes, it was he said it, but it was also that nobody corrected him. Wow. Right? No, none of my co-workers, you know, did anything to let him know that that wasn't OK. Mm -hmm. Because somebody walks in with a quarter million dollars, they're like, oh, let's close this deal. You know, they cared more about that more than they cared about this this man addressing me inappropriately. And so that was like the thing that made me realize I need to go back to my community because this ain't it. <laughs> um, so I left that employer and I went back home to Hampton Roads and started my company just teaching and promoting financial literacy. Um, and to be honest, I was scary. The I, I still had all my investment licenses, but 
I just was afraid. Who's going to listen to this little black girl, you know? Um, and so it wasn't until 2019, like the end of 2019, I was like, you know what? I'm about to do this, <laughs> right? Because who, who else is going to do exactly. it? I, I'm equipped. Um, I care. And I, I stepped out there and I was like, you know what? I'm going to register my company and I'm going to give investment advice and I'm going to be great. And then I got registered in March and like three weeks later, you know, we got hit with a pandemic. <laughs> so um, that was terrifying because it's like, oh, you launched an investment company in the middle of a pandemic and your business is going to go under. But by God's grace and me believing in myself, you know, I was able to press through and now we are thriving and it'll be a full year. In a couple of weeks. Look at God. Investment Look at farm. God. So, listen. Congratulations. Listen. And um, thank you. Thank you. Um, the, the growth has been crazy as I've been working with um, different professionals in this space that have helped me, you know, get the back end part of my company situated and me just sharing, you know, the numbers of how many clients I've helped in a year. Like the it's they're telling me, like, we've never seen this kind of growth. And I'm like, oh. That's awesome, girl. Okay, I know that's right. um, (laughs) It's 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 been amazing to be able to help and to teach and to really just you know find my stride. Um, But at the same time, it is so scary, right? Um, Because I I didn't know anybody that owned their own investment firm, and it's it's like you really just have to step out on faith and trust that God will keep you. You know, as long as you continue to operate in your zone of genius. And so for me, you know, this is this has been amazing, you know, scary, but amazing. So now let, let me ask you this. Was there a particular moment that you recall where you were finally able to break out of that fear? Like, I know you were ta- speaking on how um, you were kind of worried about how, you know, people would kind of perceive you like almost like who would want to listen to this little black girl. Right. Um was there a particular moment that you remember that um, almost changed for, or, or, or changed your, your mindset or your thinking about, you know what? No, I can do this. Um, it probably was a culmination of lots of different things. So mm-hmm. I have incredible parents and they have always like pretty much told me I can do anything, right? And so I, I, my support system is like A1. And I, I know I am blessed because I know so many people who just don't have that same support. And so mm-hmm. consistently hearing over and over and over again that like you can do this and also mm-hmm. knowing that if I fail, I'm going to fall <laughs> back into the arms of my parents um, right. has yeah. been, you know, it, it makes it easy. Um Cause yes, there's this fear that like everything could fall apart tomorrow, right? But I I know that I always can go back to my parents, and so that safety net is just it's dope, right? <laughs> it really makes you feel like right. you can fly. Nice and, <laughs> and so yeah. um, um, that that really is the biggest thing for me is like knowing. Oh, and I'm sorry these uh these AirPods, not AirPods. They not earbuds, okay? Um, <laughs> <laughs> these earbuds is not my friends, but <laughs> listen, AirPods is not in the budget. <laughs> but um, you know, it really, <laughs> it it really just you know gave me that motivation that I really can do anything as long as I persist. And so, 
you know, around that, that fall winter time in 2019 is really when I got to the peak of, I can do this. And if I can't, I'll pick myself up. My parents will be there and we're going to keep it moving. So, yes. That's yeah. awesome. So was this always your dream? Heck no. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> um, I, I think I've been like a hustler for a long time. I was doing hair when I was 12, 13, right? So I've always known how to make money. But as far as being like a, a legit entrepreneur with the legal registrations and all of that stuff, no, that's like, <laughs> who do that, right? Um, <laughs> so my dream was, I don't really know what the, the dream was. It's always just kind of been like, how can I serve? How can I give back? And mm-hmm. I guess this is like the blending of being legit and also being able to serve and give back. Um, Cause all I do is help. So I just helping to get paid to help. But, yeah. Um, that's the nature of the work, solving problems for black women entrepreneurs. So yeah, no, it was, ne- the dream was never to be an entrepreneur. And it's crazy that, you know, I'm able to just say it like that because no, nah, right. Entrepreneurship is crazy. <laughs> it is a wild place. And so, you know, for so many people to glamorize, be an entrepreneur, run your own business. Like, okay, have y'all actually done this before? Because this is not cute. Um, <laughs> no, that wasn't the dream. So, um, for I mean, for me, it really was just finding a lane where I could have my peace and serve how I want to serve and have my time freedom. That's really all I care about. How it got done, that didn't matter to me. So it's cool that it, it manifested like this. That's awesome, though. Now, you know, like, I'm not sure if you're from how familiar you are with our podcast in terms of uh, our focus, but we, me and Mary, obviously both military spouses. So the military spouse um, group is very important to us. And so we're trying to provide them with a lot of information. And I'm not sure how familiar you are with the actual lifestyle also of, of military spouses, but you know, there's a lot of moving around and it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to, you know, build careers. So there are a lot of spouses who decide to try to start their own um businesses and stuff like that and we were just wondering do you have any advice for you know women who are looking to start their own businesses who may have to deal with the hardship of constantly moving around and trying to start over each time they go to a new spot or you know just anything that yeah, you can so um and shout out to the military spouses okay y'all are different breed. <laughs> there's magic in that um because constantly having to pick up and go to a new place and keep the home grounded, kudos to you. Um, and so I would say that, yes, um, one of the biggest things to do is to think about your natural skill set, right? What are some things that you're, you know you're good at and build a business around that? A lot of things that are attractive as um, you know, home-based businesses tend to fail for most people because they have no actual desire to learn the craft, right? Mm-hmm. So there's so many people that start like um, jewelry businesses with paparazzi or they might do 31 um, and selling bags or they might do you know credit repair or insurance and you know what's, what's the tummy tea, whatever though. There's so many different things to do. Right. Right. But the, the true thing that separates people from being able to generate a lot of wealth is how well, you know, your craft, because I don't care what you're selling. 
if you are not teaching me anything, I'm not buying from you. You have to add value. So you only can get better at something when you're willing to learn about it and to provide your potential clients information about it so that they can become more knowledgeable, right? So many of us jump into these hot trends, get rich quick things because, you know, somebody we know is doing it. Mm -hmm. But beyond your circle of influence, to actually build any wealth, you have to convince people you don't know that they should buy from you. And the only way that you can do that is by adding value. So my advice is if there's something that you're passionate about, whatever it is, you know, organization, um, meal prep, fitness, right? Be willing to go the extra mile and log those 10,000 hours to be seen as an expert in that space so that people can trust you. We buy from people we trust. And if I can't tell that you are growing and learning in this space, I'm not going to buy anything from you. And so the best way to do it is to couple it with something you actually want to learn about, right? Right, right. (laughs) Whatever your passions are, find a way to align, you know, the business you want to build with things you already are excited about learning more about. Does everything need to become a business? No, right? Um, There are some hobbies that can stay a hobby. But if you hate learning about it, you're not going to be a good salesperson. It's just it's just people that's going to come across. They People will know that you're not doing anything to get any better at it. You won't be able to stay abreast of what's happening in the news with it and be able to relate. So if you are trying to you know, generate some sort of additional streams of income, find something that you're actually interested about and become the expert. So that way you can teach. That's really how we sell. Right. It's being able to teach and show that value. So. That would be my biggest thing. Whatever it is that you're okay with, staying up two o'clock in the morning, scrolling through Pinterest, or reading blog posts about, or you know, listening to podcasts on, you know, then that's probably something that you can potentially monetize in the future. It it can't just be, oh, this thing is only ninety nine dollars a join, right? Because if that if it were that easy, everybody would be a rich entrepreneur. Right? It's not that easy. So. That would be my my suggestion. Wow, that is that is great advice. I, I'm going to take that because I don't know what I like. I don't I don't know what I would just sit and just you know take and put the time to. I, I am one of those ones that's always like trying to find and start new stuff, but never to the point of being an <laughs> entrepreneur. So <laughs> they all just be hobbies for me. But I I like that advice. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so also you know. Um, in terms, you know, you spoke about a military spouse and advice for them for those wanting to, you know, venture out into that entrepreneurial lifestyle. But what steps as, you know, stay at home mom would you give or just to parents in general, what steps as parents can we take to help set our kids up to be financially stable? Oh, teach, teach them, teach them early. Right. And, and don't be afraid to have the conversation. Right. I know for me, um, Learning about money happened on the job and it was it was a tough experience. It made me feel like an imposter because here I am, all these licenses, right? Very, very minimal life experience with handling money. And who am I to tell, you know, these millionaires what to do with their money when I'm up to my neck in student loan debt and I barely have, you know, a 650 credit score. And, you know, so like, I I didn't have that education. Um, 
on how to leverage mm-hmm. my money. Now, one thing my parents did tell me was how to make it. Okay, I was never gonna be broke. I was never gonna be without, and so I can make some money appear, right? But I didn't know how to build it. I didn't know how to generate wealth and put my money to work. And so, if there's anything we can do for our children now, it is teaching them how money works, how to, you know, build and maintain a credit profile, how to save, how to become a saver, right? The economy wants us to be consumers. They want us to spend everything. They want to keep us trapped. But we have to encourage our children to press against that and to become the lenders and not be the borrowers. So Mm. be the person that has the resources so that when there are times like last year where the market crashes and, you know, the, the wealth gap widens because those who have money invested, right, and those who didn't, did it. And so when you understand how money works and how you can leverage these different vehicles, you can take advantage of when the whole rest of the world seems to be going through turmoil, right? So um, this is going to be a period of time where money moves between lots of hands and there's going to be a massive wealth transfer because of people taking advantage of their situation. Um, And when you don't understand how money works, you sit in fear paralyzed because I don't know how the stock market works. Oh my goodness. What is this? What does this do? And then you get caught up in the GameStop and the AMC. And then you hopping in on Bitcoin when it's already at 50,000. Mm-hmm. And then you upset when it dropped back to 45 and you like, Oh my God, lose that money. Well, yeah, because you just hopped on this when it's a trend and you don't actually understand how it works. Right. So, um, you know, we, we got to teach. And so that would be the thing is, Be okay with having uncomfortable conversations with your kids, explaining, you know, why things work the way they work and being vulnerable and sharing the mistakes you made. Right. We learn from experience and the best way to learn is from other people's experience. I don't got to go through bankruptcy to know that bankruptcy is trash. Right. right? I can learn from somebody else's bankruptcy experience and be like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't want to go through that. Mm-hmm. And so if we share and have these stories, we can teach what not to do <laughs> without folks having to go through it and experience that pain. A smart person learns from other people's mistakes. Yep. Period. But they can't learn if we don't tell them the mistakes. So we have to we have to do that work and say, hey, I cashed out my 401k and I went shopping. Don't do that, right? So um, we, we got to be willing to do the teaching. So now kind of staying on the track with that in terms of just the family, like I know, and, and I think that's an excellent idea. I know that's something that me and my husband are trying to get better at because I think from, and this is, this is no shade or anything like that but obviously you 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 know more you you do more you do better how what's the saying you you i forgot the saying right then but anyways <laughs> you, you know no better you do better that's what it is y'all can't help me with that y'all can't help me anyways okay whatever gonna let you, be, you know right <laughs> <laughs> you know better you do better right so like you know my obviously my parents they try to tell me uh teach teach us a certain way of things that they've learned over their time 
And then obviously, as, as I've been able to grow myself and learn more, there are certain moments where I'm like, dang, I wish my parents would have taught me this when I was young. So those are the things that we try to push on our kids now. Um, even though they're only three and seven, we still try to, you know, like, um, matter of fact, my husband the other day was like, I think my daughter had like $5. And he was like, you want me to take that $5 and turn it into $10 for you? And she was like, no. <laughs> and he's like, no, I want to keep my $5. So he gave her this long uh, 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 speech about about, you know, investing and how it works and everything like that. So we're trying, like I said, we're not great. We're not there yet, but we are trying to take those steps so we can at least have, you know, they can start off on a, a better place than where we started from. So that's the whole point. Each generation to get better, get better. Mm-hmm. But this is, I guess this next question kind of goes a little away from that because, um, so me and Mary right now are both currently stay at home mothers. And so we don't have like a consistent income. You know, it's like, I know, I'm not sure exactly about Mary, but I know with me, it's like, you know, I I freelance sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But, and and we're saying outside of our husband's income, of course, you know, like just in terms of our own personal income, it's just more so um, like for me, it's money here, money there type situations. Like for somebody in, in, in my situation, is there any way to, or any advice you have when it comes to either saving or investing or trying to set up a retirement, um, being in this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So there are such things as spousal IRAs where, um, the employed spouse can set aside money for the spouse that is not employed. Mm. So a lot of this goes back to full transparency, um, in relationships and having a plan in place for what you want your money to do. Right. So one thing I would encourage is for spouses to sit down and create a plan together and to figure out what resources are available. What things do we qualify and how can we maximize this income? Right. Even though you might only be relying on one income stream right now, Ultimately, you want to increase right. that, right? right. Um, you want to have passive income, portfolio income. You want to leverage every talent and resource you have. And so that requires having the conversation, putting a plan in place. Because just because you're not working doesn't mean you can't start a vending machine business. Or, right. You know, there's so many different things that you can do um, in addition to, you know, managing the household because <laughs> let's be honest, that's a, that's a full time job. Um, <laughs> but it, it all starts with having a plan in place and identifying, you know, well, what are our goals? Um, do, do we qualify for any of these other resources that are available, such as the spousal IRA and how do we get that started? And so, um, I think that's one thing that, you know, couples can do better is, talking about where you're going with your finances Mm -hmm. so that everybody's on the same page. Even though you're not working, you are saving money for the family by being able to provide the childcare and make sure that, you know, things are in order because if you weren't there, money would be spent Mm -hmm. covering those things. So, um, you know, just having that, that conversation in that direction really will help you know, steer the ship. And that's what we want. At the end of the day, we want clear directions for where we're going so that everybody's on the same board. Wow. That's awesome. Sounds like um, me and mine will be having a sit down when he gets back from deployment. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that spousal, that spousal IRA. You say what now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Shoot, I need to like I'm typing this in my notes over here right now. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you for that knowledge. Thank you for that knowledge. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um so what are some like the common mistakes that first-time business owners make? Are there any that you have? All of them, right? Because that's what we do, right? <laughs> um, the biggest one is not saving enough money mm. for taxes. So I think for some reason, we just think mm, taxes don't exist. And <laughs> many people don't save enough. And so one of the things that I do is I teach you how to build in tax savings and help you increase your prices so that, you know, mm. the money's there, right? Mm. Um you you even though many people when they're starting they don't generate a lot of revenue you want to get into the habit of having your tax savings set aside for when you are making you know $100,000 or more in a year because the taxes on $100,000 don't just come out of anywhere right now granted you aren't taxed on all the revenue right there's different ways to decrease your expenses but Regardless, you you want to be profitable. There's going to be some taxes to pay, and so we don't we don't charge enough. That's that has been the biggest thing, and I was guilty of this myself, right? Um, if if you've ever heard me talk about my journey, I started charging thirty dollars a month, and I just look back like, girl, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, uh, <laughs> um, but that, and that's the honest truth, right? We, we don't value the service that we provide. We don't value our own time. And so you, you get what you attract. And if I don't, if I don't value my own time, of course, the people I'm working with aren't going to value it. So we have to do a better job of charging what we're worth. If you provide a service that, you know, reaps ten thousand dollars in value what you doing charging thirty dollars since so that that was that was the the biggest hurdle that i had to overcome and off the rip when i'm working with clients i'm nine out of ten times gonna tell you you need to raise your prices before i even see what you do because black women undercharge we we undercharge and it's it's ingrained in us like to try to compete on price but baby that is not where the money resides. You don't compete in price. We don't. Black women work harder than their counterparts. And so more often than that, you're already better than average. Yeah. So you need to be charging more than average. Yes. So save for taxes, raise your prices. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Look, we value your time. So we appreciate you coming yes. on here and just spreading all these gems to our listeners. So we thank you for that. Listen, always for friends, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So is there any um, info that you want to add? Like, do you have any upcoming programs, speaking engagements, future plans that you want our listeners to know about? Um, So I I do cater specifically to Black women who are interested in increasing their income stream. So if you are someone who is just lacking direction, but you know you want help with both your personal and business finances, um, I'm accepting clients in March. I only take new clients once a quarter. So this Mm -hmm. is a big deal. (laughs) Um, Okay. um, In March, I'm accepting new clients. So if you know this is something that you are willing to invest in to get the guidance that you need, 
Um, I do have discovery calls available, 15 minute sessions um, where we can talk through to see if we're a good fit for one another. I started this new thing. Don't tell Geica, but what I've been saying is in 15 <laughs> minutes, you can save yourself 15 years of stress. So <laughs> I like that though. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't tell Geico. So, right, right. Um, so yeah, um, that's 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 the goal. I I specifically focus on Black women, um, but I do help minority women as well. I do not work with men. So sorry, fellas, I will refer you out. Okay, now how can they contact you to um, to check you out, basically, or to link up with you? Yeah, that's important, right? So the website is uh, www.mindovermoney.net. You'll get a nice, lovely pop-up that encourages you to take action. Or you can visit me at any social media platform, literally all 700 of them, um, at Tremaine Wills. And in the link, in one of the bios, whichever one you go to, um, there'll be a link for you to book your free discovery call. So... I will tell you that even if you aren't sure I'm a good fit, still sign up because I will share resources with you regardless if it's me or not, because I believe that it's important to help where we can. And um, we do that by sharing. There is no way to build alone. Nobody does this on their own. So my goal is to give and to pour out. So come holla at me. Well, y'all heard that it's March. So, I mean, y'all got. The whole month to reach out to Tremaine. Well, y'all, we just, that, Tremaine, we thank you for coming on today and being our first official guest and dropping all this knowledge for all our listeners. Yes! <laughs> and so before we leave, um, if you want to join in with us, Tremaine, you're more than welcome to, but we're going to get into this affirmation. I am enough. I have the power to create the life I desire. I am worthy of my dreams. I am worthy of my dreams. All of them. And look, Tremaine just hooked us up. We're learning how we can invest and make money for ourselves. So we're going to go out here and make these dreams happen. Yes. (laughs) So thanks again, Tremaine. Thank you so much for having me. All right, y'all. And remember, shine, sis. You got this. And you got this, girl. (laughs) 